This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 192. The company culture was like nothing I've ever experienced. And that was one of the main things that really sold me about this job. In addition to that, the mentorship that I'm going to get from my future coworkers and the owner of this company is second to none. I'm going to learn so much and be able to have so many skills that are going to basically make me much more marketable in the future. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. There was something missing in my career that I had some skills that I wanted to sharpen, that I wanted a different connection to the work that I was doing and I was feeling very stuck in my search. This is Rebecca. She's having trouble translating her experience and her skills into an opportunity that she was super excited about. Because I'm switching in the field, I'm not sure if people will consider my experience to be relevant. Hang tight for Rebecca's story later in the episode to learn how she finally found work that fit her. This is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career, the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other stories. Now, we get to bring on experts like Avery Roth, who helps people eliminate career burnout and make career choices that really fulfill their life goals, or people that have pretty amazing stories like Reagan Hillier, who found herself burnt out on her career and decided to make a big life change. These are people that are just like you. They've gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And today, my guest is Eric Murphy. I'm very excited to go to this new job. What they do is they pretty much are experts in building code, fire code, structural code, and Essentially, what they do every single day is review plans and basically, basically make sure that buildings comply to code, which what that translates to to me is making sure that buildings are safe, which is very, very fulfilling to me. We got the opportunity to help Eric make his change because he was sitting in, in a job and in a company that really didn't align with his values. And he was trying to figure out what the heck he wanted. He thought that it might be making a move to the solar industry, but he had a huge twist and turn along the way. And as, as Eric and I go through our discussion, we get deep into, well, an inside look about how the HTYC process that we've put together over the years really works to help find work that you're going to love. And you get to find out just how far 15 minutes on a phone call can take you in landing the job that you want. Listen for that a little bit later on. It's pretty fantastic. And Eric has some really great examples. And even better, the old dating is a career analogy makes a return. That's right. It's back. And Eric's Eric's got this really rather amazing story of how, how he got to where he is now. I guess guess the more people get to know me is... I, I over I think about stuff like a lot. I'm yeah. a very um, existential, philosophical, thoughtful dude, and sometimes sometimes maybe to a fault. Um, but but it's also what I guess drives me. Um, and 
I I started this job and it was it was about two years in and I, I realized that while while it was a very good job or it was good job with good people, um, it didn't it didn't fit my values. Um, so the, so what um, the reason why I live is to it sounds cheesy and corny, but is basically to make the world a better place. And I have found, I, I saw this video about this thing called effective altruism about two years ago that kind of changed my life and changed the way that I look at things. And it's basically how to effectively make the world a better place. And how a lot of people do that is by u- using their career capital to give to effective charities. And the company, the company I was working at, I, I was making a decent amount of money, but it was, it was, I also worked at a fossil fuel company and I care a lot about climate change. So that was, that was a challenge for me and it, I wasn't exactly the best fit. So I was looking for a career where I would be a better fit and also be able to achieve my goal of effective altruism. So that's, that's why I came to you was to find a career that fit my values and had a work culture that also fit those values, but to where I could pursue my personal goals of making enough money to get to charities basically. So that, that has fascinated me as we've gotten to have conversations over the, over the last few months here. And I, um, from everything that I know about you, it, it, it was it was kind of a I'm going to use the word juxtaposition mostly just because I want to use the word juxtaposition, but it's a good uh, word to use. <laughs> but it, it really kind of described your situation a little bit in that like you're you're there you're earning good money you're you're you know making making a decent living and and you've got friends and all all this other stuff that is really really good but at the same time it's like pulling at pulling at who you are because you know you have this passion for uh, renewable energy you have passion to um, as you said change the world and I've seen you make good on that with how you act and how you behave and how you you know spend your money and all kinds of things along those lines so um, I believe that you you walk the walk the walk when you say that or walk the talk or whatever however you describe that pick your cliche right yeah I mean I, I do I do the best I can um, there's nobody's perfect obviously um, but what what I found at my um, at my current job that's about to switch over to a new job was it it just wasn't it just wasn't sustainable because there there's a I don't know the exact statistic but they I've heard um, and it makes it makes sense just anecdotally just based off of my own personal experience that. Um, people that are altruistic to the point of self-sacrifice, to the point where they just give and give and give, not thinking about themselves, and compared to someone who gives altruistically but still focuses on what they need, um, the second person that focuses on themselves as well as other people gives in every gives better in every measurable metric. So what I found, I, I found that my other job was. It it just wasn't sustainable, and I was just it just wasn't a good fit, and it wasn't gonna work out for too much too much longer. So a change had to be made. <laughs> so 
let, let's jump to the end here for a second. You've just recently, really recently, mm-hmm. accepted accepted a new position. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that is and what you get to do and how you feel about that. Well, um, I, I guess I'll start with the last question, how I feel about it. I, I feel super excited. Um, there's, there's, there's a little bit of nerves mainly because I'm moving to a new city. Um, and I think, I think everything, um, and pro- probably cause I also rethink things a lot, <laughs> but, um, the, but it's, it's awesome. I'm very excited to go, um, go to this new job there. What they do is they, they pretty much, they pretty much are experts in building code, fire code, structural code. And essentially what they do every single day is review, review plans and basically, basically make sure that buildings comply to code, which what that translates to, to me is, Making sure that buildings are safe, which is which is very very fulfilling to me. And the com- company culture is. Uh, I, I got to go out there for three days to meet everybody and um, meet the owner. And they put you out there, and yeah, yeah. The company culture was um, like nothing I've ever experienced, and that that was one of the main things that really sold me about this job. In addition to that, the the mentorship, the mentorship that I'm going to get um, from my my future coworkers and the owner of this company is is second to none. Um, there, I'm gonna, I'm going to learn so much and be able to have so many skills that is that that are going to basically make me much more marketable in the future. And the, it's this is a definitely an awesome company and a company that I have uh, honestly right now I have intentions to spend my career at. So, um, that's a very exciting, very awesome thing. I get to, I get to live the, the company's in the Bay area. And I, so I get to live in a place that I've always wanted to live. Like you said, I'm a 49ers fan. Um, <laughs> also a Golden State Warriors fan. I'm a little bit more excited about them right now. <laughs> fair, um, fair. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to live. The, um, it's the company's of, of, very good fit for me and specifically the people at this company are going to support me to grow into the person that I want to become, which is, which is awesome. Okay. So I don't know how it seems to you, but I'm looking at this just as a, as a whole entire situation. So you were in a, you were in a job that really didn't line up with a lot of your values. Um, maybe you thought it did when you originally joined and everything along those lines. But as, as you, as you got more information, uh, went over time, realized that there was a disconnect there. And then I would, um, I would correct that just a, just a little bit. Um, so, so it, it lined up with my values when I first signed up for the job, but um, unfortunately, I, I got this job right out of college, and I changed a lot from yeah. when, when I graduated college to now. So my values changed. Um, mm. I, um, mm. I I start, and not that it's a bad thing to want to go to work and provide for a family. That's it's not it's not a bad thing whatsoever. Um, but for me, I, I wanted to I wanted to work in a career intentionally that, um, I, like I said, my, my goals and my dreams was to make my small impact on the world. Um, 
And once once my values changed, that's that's when this job didn't line up with my values anymore. Ah, so that's a really good distinction, though, I think, because that's what happens for people. I mean, and that's truly even a better way to say it, and I think a more accurate way to say it, because as you go through life, like everybody has stuff that causes them to change slightly right. and value stuff more like one thing versus another. I mean, that happened for me. We had little kids and all of a sudden, guess what? I valued completely different things than I did right. before, before a listen, I had kids. So yeah. I, I, and I think that's truly what happens. It's a little bit of a moving target too, in terms of what you, what you learn about and what you value. And as you learn about yourself and as you learn about, um, all those other things that go along with it. So great distinction. So you're you're there. You realize that your values have shifted. Mm -hmm. uh, the company no longer aligns, and then now now you want to go to uh, to something that's completely different. And you and I talked about from the beginning. You wanted to go to very likely a different city completely, yeah. and even different state. And then now, now you've actually, uh, you've done that. You've uh, been able to make that transition, completely different city, completely different state. And I would say just knowing a little bit behind the scenes that it hasn't necessarily been easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> fair to say, right? Yes. Yeah, very fair to say. Um, okay. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so where, where did that start for you? Like when you started thinking about this uh, and when you started uh, we started working together and uh, you began making this transition. How were you thinking about what this transition would look like? So um, one, this um, for me, for me, this, uh, this transition has been, it's been like, it's, I think it's about a year and a half in the making. Um, I, and uh, you didn't, you didn't come into the picture yeah. till, um, until probably, um, probably, halfway into that um which uh, i think i think you were the final once once i enlisted your services you were the final push to actually actually make it happen so thank you for that yeah uh, <laughs> absolutely yeah um but it was about about a year and a half ago so one um the one one challenge that i had was I, the, the job that I had was a very good job as, you know, my parents would define a good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I'm super um, curious. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. What I, what I mean by that is it, it was super stable. Um, and it was, even though it wasn't, like I said earlier, it wasn't sustainable. It was not something that I should give up lightly. Um, it's, it actually gave me the advantage of really thinking, thinking about where I was going to go to for my next career, which to be honest, I, I think that was my first mistake in going into this career in the first place. One thing, one thing I learned from you, Scott, is not every, there, most, most jobs aren't going to be a good fit. It's like you have to, you have to pursue and look for the best job that's the best fit for you and not just take something that's quote unquote a good job because um yeah that that um, otherwise you're gonna spend several hours a day working at something that isn't optimal for you so um yeah it's 
it, it was it was a very very long process and a lot of work. One one of the biggest challenges that you remember is um, my my old job was very very demanding and the type of the type of job search that was required to find a really good job it took a lot of work. So it was like it was like having two jobs. There's I remember I distinctly remember days where I called you. I was like, dude, I, I just worked I just worked a thirteen hour day. <laughs> like a crazy stressful 13 hour day and um i'm just just burnt out um and that was just, that was just my normal job not even the actual dot job search yeah but, and that was that was interesting in itself because i remember talking to you at the beginning and and you're like <laughs> no you don't understand i I'm working a lot. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. What does that What does that look like? And you describe it to me. And it's like, well, I'm going in at this time, and I'm pretty much solid straight through. And and that's one of the things that we ended up talking about too. Is like, where is the time going to be coming from in order to in order to actually make that happen? And then, how do you focus on the most important things versus just anything in order to make uh, make the job change and make it in a, in a very effective way. And, um, I think you did a really, really nice job about that. So, uh, but it was a progression over time. So where did, where did that start for you? And how did, how did you feel about, uh, about the process as you, as you jumped into it with really, really limited time? And then how did that progress for you as you went along? I think, I think the biggest thing, um, I think, I think you probably agree with me on this was just practice. Cause the reality, the reality is, Things things didn't go perfect every single week, um, and um, there, what what we did for our job search was um, it was it was a lot of work, and there 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 certain weeks. They, I, I I think the progression came from getting better at that job search, from doing it every single week and learning how to prioritize. Prioritizing is huge. Basically, learning every single week what worked most effectively and then focusing most of my limited time on what worked and every single week it kind of progressed to more efficient better and it eventually started coming into getting opportunities like offers and yeah um it it was it it, it didn't i i guess um i would describe it as it wasn't like instant gratification because <laughs> the type of the type of job search that we did, which is it's how it has to work, was you put you put in a lot of work on the front end, and the better opportunities come up on on the back end. It wasn't like you put in an application and you get a call two weeks later. It was you put a lot, you lay the groundwork, you lay the foundation, and then things start coming, opportunities start coming on on the back end, and. Yeah, I think I think the progression came in as uh, basically learning how to lay that foundation more efficiently and learning how to basically subtract everything that wasn't working. I just didn't really have a thing, you know, that I felt like I was really good at. I always called myself a dabbler. Not only did Sarah struggle with the array of passions, but she also had some other setbacks. I couldn't walk anymore and bedridden for at least a year, probably closer to two. After she recovered physically, Sarah began searching for a job again and struggled quite a bit. So I felt like I kept having all these false starts, which made me feel like I wasn't really building much of a resume. I knew it was too vague, but it was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. 
but I just did never feel like I could reach higher because I didn't have the quote unquote experience, you know, kind of a thing. And that's where I think this course really helped. Now, Sarah's talking about career change bootcamp, which helped her realize that setbacks could still be positioned to find the perfect job. You don't necessarily have to have the same job description for 15 years to have it apply to a new position. Sarah was finally able to figure out what fit. I'm going to be the operations coordinator for CASA, which is stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate, and then hopefully in the next year or so, bump up to the operations manager. Congratulations to Sarah on finding work that she loves. If you also want to figure out what work fits you and find that fulfilling career that lights you up and gives you purpose, well, you can find out how Career Change Bootcamp can help you step by step because, well, that's what we do. All you have to do is go to happenedyourcareer.com and click on Career Change Bootcamp to apply for our next opening and next cohort. Or you can text my coach, that's M-Y, coach, to 44222, and we'll send you over an application and help you figure out if it's a great fit for you. Pause right now and go ahead and text my coach to 44222. Being willing to be open to what is what is your inner self really truly saying to you and not just what you hear everybody else saying it should be. I think the foundation really started with being very, very clear about what you wanted because we did a lot of work up front. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you did a lot of work, I guess I should say, up front to be able to really understand very clearly, hey, what what's in that great fit type category and what's not in that great fit type category? And I think the reality, like for me, looking at, at you and how you progressed, you probably could have gotten a job in like three weeks, but it wouldn't have been <laughs> close right. at all to what uh, what you what you wanted and what uh, what you figured out for yourself uh, about what you wanted. So um, help, help people understand a little bit about what that process was like for for you in defining what it was that you wanted, especially as you had kind of these relevations about what you valued and how you, you know, valued spending your time and all that stuff got meshed together. Definitely. Um, so one, first off, how, how Scott's career coaching works is very, the very first thing he does is establishes what your strengths are and things, things like, so one that where your strengths are is basically obviously things that you're naturally good at that is implied in the word strength. Um, <laughs> but also, also I think, I think, um, tell me if you disagree with me, but I think things that you're passionate about also align into strengths. Um, that is, it's basically what, it, what Scott basically does is he tries to, he puts you through all these strength finder tests. Um, or I shouldn't say he, cause it's more than just happened to your careers more than just Scott. Um, but there's, they, they put you through these strength finding tests. Um, and what they, what they're doing is trying to identify a career that you will excel the most in. So, um, something that is naturally good for you. So when you get into this career, you flourish as opposed to working against something, working against your weaknesses, I guess. So that, that's the, that's, that, that was the first step that we identified. And we kind of, we kind of developed a picture of the type of career that I would want to go after. And another thing, tell, tell me if you disagree with this. Some, some I learned, some I learned, uh, for myself as, as we're 
going through um, pursuing pursuing a career. At first, we had a very defined. I want to go after this. I, I had a very defined. I want to become a solar engineer. Um, but then then I learned, even though um, being, um, solar is awesome, um, I, I learned that it's the analogy I use is like how how I date <laughs> how how I how I date people is I, I like to have I like to focus on like important things but still keep it broad like I like to I like to um, if I'm going on a, out on a date with a girl I like to have she has to be um, she has to be a very good person that challenges me to be a better person like that's a that's a very important relationship quality for me I, I don't like to have things like Oh, if she doesn't like if she doesn't like the 49ers, we this ain't gonna work. Because <laughs> if you have if you have um if you have point um what I would say like pointless dating standards like that, the the thing that I fear about having standards like that is essentially I'll get to miss out on some I'll, I'll probably miss out on some really awesome non 49er fans who could be a great person to date. And the same thing same thing with a job like. I, I think I learned to focus on what is really, really important in a job fit, but then be kind of open-minded about the things that aren't super important. One of the challenges is finding exactly what those important things are, which Scott helps a ton out with. And I think I think that was the first stage of my my career. Search. So, what, what were those most important things for you, Eric? So, the, so um, eventually, eventually, I developed a top three and. One, one is a job that fits my values. So day to day, it was very important for me to work in a job where I felt like the work I was doing was contributing to my community, was making the world a better place. Um, and my, my new job that it does that, it definitely fulfills that for me. Um, just talking over with them and basically Look, looking at they when I was with the job, they're they're showing me they're showing me examples of they one one of the things that really clicked for me was they're showing me this community in the Bay Area where yeah. uh, there was a there's an explosion that caught that basically caught fire to some houses and. Because in San Francisco, a lot of this particular community, the houses were very, very close together, which is which is not up to fire code. Yep. Which yep. Um, when these houses were built, fire code was probably not even <laughs> fire code. Yeah, what? it probably, probably wasn't even <laughs> in existence at that time. But because they were so close together, a couple houses caught fire, and it went from one house to the next. It spread like crazy, which made it much more difficult for the firefighters to fight this fire off. And it also caused much more damage and probably killed more people because of it. So knowing that my job has a direct influence on things like that is very fulfilling to me. And I feel like, I feel like it's very contributing to the community. So one, a job that fits my values. Two, a job, a job that is life-sustaining. Um, and that's that's a very broad category for me. So let me define it a little bit. So life sustaining part of it is to one make sure that I'm not starving to death. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's a plus. Uh, yeah, and um, but also doing the things that I want to do with my life, um, doing things like effective altruism. Um, doing it enables me to live the life that 
I want to live. Um, and well, and at the same time, you also like to go to concerts and right. uh, <laughs> you've got a thing for vinyl and yes. Um, and yeah, love, love music, all, all those things. Um, so, and it's, it's, um, yeah, it's basically a, a job that enables me to live the life that I want to live. And it's, I think I think that this particular one's one that's always evolving for me because there's like it can't that can't be perfect because if if I had 100 percent the life that I want to live I'd be like I, I'll work um, 10 hours a week and um, just and make a million dollars every like they you have to you have to be you have to be realistic with it um, and make basically prioritize things and make sacrifices of the of the things that are less important. Um, so that's, that's number two. Um, would you say that's pretty clear? Yeah. And okay. I, and I would say too, that like whatever, um, whatever your, I mean, your ideal lifestyle is going to be different than Eric's here, but, uh, whatever it is, it becomes a progression too. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to work 10 hours a week and you want to make, you know, $1.7 million a year, um, there are ways to do that. Oh, and lining that up with, uh, with your other values and things along those lines, like that is a possibility. It may not happen in five months necessarily, but right. you know, if, if that's what, if that's what you're after, like there are, there are certainly ways to, to make that happen. Good, good caveat. Um, that's, that's another thing that Scott teaches you is how to, how to think how the possibilities are endless. Um, yeah, that's, that's, he teaches you to think that way, um, which I'm still working on. <laughs> um, <laughs> no worries, man. Like what you have already done is down, downright amazing. And, um, and so these, these two categories, like far and away compared to most of the, most people, most of the, most of the planet, I would say, um, you know, this is far more intentional than what most people are looking at their career. So I'm curious what, uh, what the third one is for you and help everybody understand that. Number number three for me is uh, is a work culture um, is a work culture and specifically for my bent and I know this isn't for everybody but my bent is definitely a progressive type work culture um, and my current my current job it's it's a it's a, the work culture there is a, on a scale of one to ten that my current job is it looks to me like it's going to be like an eleven um, they they flew me out there for three days to basically check it out and it the i I've, i didn't i honestly didn't even know that companies like this existed it, <laughs> i was very 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 impressed well we with, had that conversation too right yeah um you're like okay so if you say that you know these types of things are out there then i guess i'll trust you uh, yeah but yeah and um yeah lo and behold it it came to be true like there so um the the biggest the biggest thing about so when I say progressive company culture, I think I think what I mean by that is um, think, thinking about things that not having like company norms for for no reason, I guess. Um, so like, I don't. And this is just me personally. Um, it, it may it may fit different for other people, but not not having to wear a suit and tie to work just because you're supposed to wear a suit and tie to work or, you know, um, basically, basically like work cultures that are 
on, on, I would define a progressive work culture as employee-centered work culture, like where management has a mentality that it's management's duty to make employees want to stay. And I know that's a heavy, 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 heavy burden to put on management. Um, but that, when management has that mentality, it makes companies a great place to work at, as opposed to companies where management says your it's your your duty is to serve us <laughs> if that makes sense um, yeah totally and and I, I mean it's kind of the only thing right really uh when you get down to it yes. uh, but sadly so few companies actually do that too um but it's almost like uh a good good example is like healthcare, the customer service in healthcare, like when you go to the doctor or something along mm -hmm. those lines is horrific. Like they, uh, they treat you like you have to be there and you have to tolerate it and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and you kind of do because there's not too many alternatives out there to some degree. Um, but it's kind of the same thing in, in, uh, the average company, average corporation, uh, they look at it like they're doing you a favor or something for, giving you this job yes. and it really doesn't have to be that way. And more and more and more too, the progression is, is heading the other way. Like the company that you've just joined where they look at it as, Hey, look, it's our responsibility to make sure that you're set up for success, that you're happy, that you're, you're, you're having a good time here, that you're, uh, you know, got what you need to be able to serve the company well. So, yeah. And yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to talk about how this, my, my new company, how, how how that what I just described specifically looks for them. Um, I think I think it I think it starts at the top down. Um, so I heard a lot of um, so I met pretty much all my coworkers when they flew me out there. First of all, um, just the just the idea that after I interviewed with them, they flew me out for three days, basically to see if I liked it. <laughs> and oh, yeah. and they're also they're also that's not completely it. They're also seeing if I would be a good fit for the organization as well because. Part of part of their business structure is they the f number one thing that they look for in hiring people is good people, um, people that would be a fit in this culture, and it's it's a very family type of atmosphere. The I've heard a, a lot of coworkers describe the owner who works very very closely with everybody. As a matter of fact, all the all the engineers there, all the people there uh, who are doing work there get training specifically from the owner, which is, um, which is awesome. But they, he's, I heard a lot of people say that, um, he, um, he never, he never had kids. So all of, all of the workers at the company I'm going to work at is, is are, they're basically like his children. Awesome. And I've just from, just from talking with him, um, even, even in the, um, even in the, offer process, the negotiation process, all those things, like he, he was very, 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 very caring. He was very much, um, first thing he said, like, Eric, you have to, you have to, you have to make this decision for you. Like you don't worry about us. We'll be, we'll be okay. You have to make sure you're happy with this. And that just that mentality, um, it just, it just rang through this company that they care, they care about, you they care about the employees and they they care about the the work atmosphere being like a family and that um that of course i i know i know going in that doesn't mean i'm gonna be able hey hey um 
hey guys, I know you really care about me, so I don't have to do a lot of work. <laughs> like I know, I know it's not like that. I know it's it's gonna be. I'm gonna be a part of this family, and I got I got to pitch in and um, bust my butt to make this company that I love um, be great. I have, I have to put I have to put in the work and I have to grind, and I I like it like that. I think it's we're, we're all we all have this goal and we're pursuing it all together. And that's, I'm, I'm really ecstatic about that work culture that I'm about to be a part of. That's, that's really cool. And knowing you, I, I don't think you would have it any other way. Right. <laughs> another, uh, another thing to, I've, I've talked about this a lot, but another yeah. thing I want to touch on that I noticed is it's not competitive there at all there. And that's crazy to me. It's not like, it's not like, um, all the, all the people there are, like trying to best the other their other employees to to make sure you get that promotion. It, there's not a mentality of that. It's um, now nah, we're all in this together. Let's we're we're all going to um, focus on our what our strengths are and contribute to this comp- company in our own way. It's not about besting the other person. It's working on a team, pushing uh, pushing this company forward which is awesome. That's really, really cool. And I, I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, now that, now that you're here, as you're looking back and you've, you've, you're about to join this company that you're absolutely ecstatic about. What do you think worked the best for you? What were the two or three things for you that allowed you to get here other than, um, you know, you did a great job up front, really defining what it was that you wanted in the first place and being open to different types of possibilities that really aligned with those most important things. The, we're going to call it the, uh, the Eric Murphy dating, dating theory. <laughs> but, uh, but aside from that, like going from, you know, point A to point uh, Z over here, what were the two or three things that you think were most effective that you would love to pass on to some other people? So, the, so, um, are you talking about? Are you talking about specific job search tech, uh, techniques? Or are you talking about an overall outlook, or either one? Either one. Either one. Whatever you think is uh, was most effective for you, or a combination of. Are Are you okay with me sharing some of the secrets? Of course, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's okay. that's why we do this. Is we want to share as much as possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so. So one. I guess. I guess I'll give uh, one like a like one answer that's like an overall. Um, philosophy to, to for job searching, and I think I think the number one thing is being intentional about your job search. Not just kind of I touched on it earlier, but not just taking a job that is oh it's a it's a good job, but like being intentional of this this whole career thing. I'm going to spend a lot of time doing it, and it's pretty important with my life. So I need to find a job that really really fits me, and I need to find out what that is, and I need to be intentional with every single one of my moves to make this career happen so that's that's number one two the the actual as far as the technique that worked the best in making that happen was um was basically um cold calling a bunch of a bunch of companies um and essentially saying hey uh there i would call i would call them and there a lot of companies would have a dial by name directory and I would find like a like a director or manager on LinkedIn, and I would cold call them until until they had picked up their phone, 
and basically say, Hey, my name's Eric. I'm, I'm a, I'm an engineer and I'm currently wanting to make a job transition into, into, um, into a field like yours. And I was wondering if you would had 15 minutes or so to basically have to basically give me any advice on how to make that job transition or any advice on just careers in general. And it, it doesn't have to be now, but we could schedule it. And almost every time they, they said yes. And we had this conversation. And after the conversation, I would follow up. I'd get a lot of very valuable information from them. And after the conversation, I would follow up and say, hey, uh, could, I, could I keep your contact and just follow up with you periodically on my journey? And they pretty much always said yes. And what happened was I developed a network of people from, from doing that. And when I would apply for jobs, I had, <clears throat> I had the ability to get my resume out of the stack and basically, basically, basically towards the top because they, they knew who I was. And that was, that, was probably, that was probably the most effective technique into making this job transition happen. Well, and it seemed like doing that, and by the way, should, just to help, help everybody, all the HDYCers that are listening to this realize that you know, your, your job search and how you went about this was tailored to um, your strengths and also what your, what your situation was and what you were after. So there's different, different, certainly different methods that you can use and you should use the right ones that are going to be most effective for you. But this one, you know, knowing that you were wanting to move out of city, um, you you wanted to be able to move into a very, very specific set uh, of roles. You didn't have any experience in the industry that you Mm -hmm. were interested in moving to. Um, you had, you had some non-industry experience, um, so all, all those odds going against you, you know, this, uh, you ended up using this approach and, and I thought it was really, really effective for you based on, based on who you are too, at the same time. Now, what was really interesting out of that for me is you, you accumulated like this massive amount of contact information and people who would pick up your phone call or answer your email or, or whatever else. Right. Yeah. Um, it was, it was really cool. Um, <clears throat> there, of, of, of so so many so many contacts that I would like lose some of these <laughs> contacts, <laughs> and but yeah, that that was very cool. I kind of developed a mini network for myself, um, and it gave me the ability to learn learn about a lot of companies too. Like like I said, I was I was interested in solar, and what I found was. What I found towards the end, um, which I, I didn't exactly go into Solar One, was there are other companies that fit this serving the community aspect that I wanted in a job. Um, but two, even there, there's some solar, even though there are solar companies, they didn't exactly fit what I wanted to do. Um, there, and there are definitely great solar companies that I'm sure would fit what I wanted to do. But some of them were uh, there. There are a couple of solar companies that were. Hey, you know, it's solar and that's awesome, but it's still pretty much just like a regular job. Um which wasn't what I was looking for. And I got to I got to learn that from getting this network and talking to people and 
making all these contacts. So that was very, 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 very useful. And that's also how I got the current current job that I have. So here's another question for you. Yes. And kind of kind of wrapping it up here because you know, I I truly believe that if you wanted to, you could have gone and gotten a job, probably you know, probably a decent job, probably a good job, what you called yeah. a good job before. <laughs> yes. um, I, I love the tone how you said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you probably could have done that in, in like four to six weeks ish, you know, not, not counting back and forth for offer time and whatever else, like probably gotten a, a job offer or two at that time frame. I believe, you know, ha- having worked with you, I believe that you could have done that. Um, this took longer than that. Yes. But, yeah. And so looking back, I guess the question would be, was it worth it taking that type of approach? And and if it was for you, and I suspect I know the answer just working with you, but if so, why? Why was that worth it? So um so I think I think I'm gonna look back at this decision and say that this was one of those decisions that was like the best decision of my life, you know. Um I th- this is, I think this is gonna be one of those pivotal decisions, and there's gonna be a couple like that in my life, like, you know, the girl you marry or the, the spouse that you marry, um, or, you know, whatever, whatever, what have you. But I I think this decision that I made, I'm going to look back and say that. So for something that's that special, um, to me, like any amount of work is totally worth it. And it wasn't that much, it wasn't that much worth it work. It was a couple months. Um, so a couple months of work for something like that is, absolutely 10,000, 10,000% worth it. Um, and there, I apologize, but there's a part two to that question that, um, that, um, I admit I forgot about. Sorry about that. Scott. No, I was, I was just uh, curious as to if, if you did think it was worth it and why did you, why did you really think that was worth it? And he really kind of answered that too. Oh, awesome. And you know, I, it, it's oh. so, Oh, go ahead. I, I remember. I remember what I, what I wanted to say to it. Um, the reason. The reason why I think it was worth it was um, it's straight. It's because it's such a it's such a big thing in your life. <laughs> like where where you work, what you do is um, it's like, and that's that's that was some folly that I had right out of college. Was I had this image of I just need a job that where I could support a family and um, just support my lifestyle. And it doesn't matter what the job is. As long as I'm saying that my job, it's all good. But I learned that, holy crap, you spend, you spend well over most of your life here. And a lot of your listeners are probably thinking, duh, like, come on, man. <laughs> Thanks for that, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I, I wasn't thinking like that going, going into it. And the reason, the reason why it's worth it is because it's your career is such a, such a big thing. It has such a massive impact on your life. So, uh, making sure that it's a good fit, a good career is, um, very important. Well, sir, I just want to say, uh, very publicly, nicely done. You, uh, you've done some pretty amazing work here in, in doing the hard work and figuring out what you really actually wanted because, uh, that's something most people will never do in their lives. And then actually translating that into work that pays for you to go there and, and have, have some of those things that are most important to you. Uh, so congratulations. 
Thank you. And um, I know I, I know you're probably going to say I did the work, which is which is true. But I don't I don't think I could have done it without you, my friend. So thank you. <laughs> that means a lot, man. But uh, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely appreciate you. I, I, I want to qualify that and say without you and everyone else that happened to your career, because again, it's not just you. There's plenty of people doing doing a lot of lot of work. We've got a lot of people behind the scenes that, uh, quite frankly, I wouldn't get to do anything like this, like even have this conversation if they if they weren't um, if they weren't a part of this. It just it simply wouldn't couldn't happen. So yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for making the time and, and talking us all through this and this massive transition that you've made, because this is what many people who are listening to this show really hope to be able to do. Make a, make a transition to a new industry, to a new career, uh, many times in, you know, pretty pretty challenging circumstances like in your case where you made it for the brand new brand new city brand new area and and a lot of people look at that and think hey it's not going to be possible and you're proof that hey it's not only possible but you can actually you can actually do it systematically which is what you've done so way to go yeah um it was was a lot of fun and this conversation was a lot of fun so thank you We just recently put together the ultimate guide to using your strengths to get hired. And this came from us getting the same questions again and again and again from listeners just like you that wanted to be able to identify their signature strengths and be able to use this to make a career change the work that they actually are excited about and use some of the some of the things that are unique about them. And I uh, I was really excited that we could get this all into one guide. So I want to give it to you for free. Here's all you have to do is you can just pause right now and text my strengths. That's M Y, no space strengths plural to four four two two two. That's my strengths to four four two two two, and we'll ship it right over. It's pretty cool. We talk about in the guide, how, how strengths operate differently than what you think they do, and then why they absolutely are one of the keys to doing work that you love. And then we go into four specific ways to get started immediately identifying your signature strengths. And then we even tell you how to use those strengths and represent them in the interview process and even how to answer some of the most common interview questions. Pretty cool, right? Just go ahead and text my strengths to 44222. We'll send it right over. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Happen to Your Career podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And guess what? We've got plenty more coming up next week right here on Happen to Your Career. So take a listen to what we've got in store for you next week on the Happen to Your Career podcast. You still need to put out a sense of positivity. You, You obviously can't go on LinkedIn and say, I hate my job and I need a new one because you're gonna have people checking you out, recruiters or other employers, and you have to show that the work you do, you at least understand the value you add to others, and you're gonna make them want to get to know you more. So you have to still project a sense of positivity, which I assume you know, Scott also would instruct you to not look like doom and gloom out there, but that you know brighter days are ahead. That's right. All that and plenty more next week on Happen to Your Career. I will see you next week. Adios. I'm out. Mm-hmm.